0: You're listening to Going Through It with Holly Ryan and Casey Silverstein from Bardo Consulting. Hi guys, welcome. Thanks for making time for this, especially during the holidays. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves real quick?
1: Hi, I'm Holly. I'm Casey.
2: We are Bardo Consulting.
0: (laughs) It's really good to be talking to you guys. Uh, Let's get right into it. The holidays are always a difficult time in this field. Have you guys noticed this 2020 holiday season being more difficult than usual?
1: I think a lot in this time that like crazy has been a bit normalized this year. And so it feels just different. It's like a different kind of holiday season. And it hasn't been any less stressful than any of the other holidays, but it definitely has just this different spin of knowing that we can't see some of our family and our loved ones and, you know, watching our clients, I think, I, you know, in, in our practice, just the different struggles that they're encountering, it's, it's a different year. And so it's, you know, I think I have one client that just says like, well, it's 2020, right? And that kind of just sums it up. And so I have to ask them to get a little bit more specific, but like, what does that mean? And like, it it means that there's just a lot of struggle and a lot of change, which is inherently hard and, and not even taking into account that there is this really big, you know, pandemic that's happening in the world.
2: Yeah, I think that's true too. I mean, I, I don't know that I'll be sad to see 2020 go, although I think there are been a lot of, you know, blessings in 2020 as well. I mean, we launched this company together, which was really incredible. And I've been able to sit with clients who have discovered, you know, a lot of wonderful insights, but have also struggled in really profound ways and um, have seen their own resilience. Um, But I, I think, I've seen a lot of clients speak lately to just sort of the hope they have for a new year and kind of turning the page um, into what 2021 could bring. Um, and I I know at least for myself, I feel excited to move into a new year and and hopeful with the pandemic and the possibility of a vaccine and and what that could bring for new new ways of connecting with each other, I think there's just been so much disconnection in this past year and I think for for myself with my my own extended family that's been hard and I know for my clients that's been really difficult um, you know connecting virtually is not the same as being able to wrap your arms around the people that you love so um it's going to be a, a different holiday season for a lot of us.
1: I think you bring up a really good point there, too, Casey. Like, even for us in starting this business, we haven't actually gotten to sit down in person together to do any of this. So, finding new ways to connect and to interact with people has been really challenging, but I think there's some fun in in being able to be creative in that challenge and bringing that into the forefront of my mind and of my clients, you know, the work with them of, of being like, okay, there is a lot of challenge and there's a lot of struggle, but there's also this opportunity to tap into some of the other creative ways that you can show up for people and show up for yourself.
2: I feel like in a lot of ways, 2020 is like the year of teachable moments. I feel like that's what you're sort of speaking to, you know? And I mean, I, I keep hearing clients sort of reflecting on that and, and for myself reflecting on that, like, you know, what am, I, what am I being asked to learn here, right? Like in this year and in, in my life and my relationships with my children, you know, is this about patience? Is it about dignity or compassion? generosity like how how do I show up with my loved ones how do I show up as a citizen whatever that looks like for for myself um you know in in what ways can I do that so that I can stand in my own truth and my own right action and my own loving kindness toward the world and and to myself and how does that look different now that I have more awareness of um of the ways in which other people are treated differently. And I think 2020 put that in our face in a way that we may have never seen before, or at least not in a very long time. Yeah,
1: I was listening to a podcast by Brene Brown, where she had Dax Shepard and Tim Ferriss on. and, And part of it was like in that, she talked about the spotlight theory, right, of like, how people She used the example of like getting out of a pool and like women suck in their stomach and guys flex and like I feel like this is the year that that theory has really been challenged to like take the spotlight from self and and have some awareness of of others and the struggles and I hear all the time with my clients and it's it's you know like yes it's hard but it's hard for everybody Mm -hmm. and so how do you navigate through that space knowing that that other people have it you know potentially a lot harder than you
0: do you guys find that after the holidays a lot more people need inpatient treatment or is that sort of a myth
1: yeah i think go ahead case
2: i mean i don't i don't know that it's entirely a myth i think um i definitely think that there are like expectation expectations set around the holidays, right like this idea that the holidays are supposed to look like a hallmark movie you know and we're <laughs> we're all supposed to have these like beautiful perfect stress free family gatherings um, and then when reality doesn't meet our expectations, that can be really stressful for people who are for people who are already struggling with issues around substances or, or mental health. And even for those who, who are not, who might be functioning incredibly well. And um, you know, this whole idea of like, why does my family know how to really push my buttons? Well, your family ins- installed your buttons. So clearly, you know, they know how to push them and and vice versa. So I think that the increased level of stress combined with the heightened expectations often leads to an increase in the need for a higher level of of care or treatment for folks after the holiday season. What were you about to say, Holly?
1: Yeah, I was going to say just that as a clinician and practitioner when I was working in, in residential treatment, there was this lull, right, like right now between now and like January 6th. And it was like, almost like you were waiting for the other shoe to drop because you knew that people were in with their family systems often trying to just get through and dealing with the stress as Casey just so eloquently said, you know, and like not having the ability or the means to cope with it and not living up to expectations and the shame and the guilt and all of the, you know, really hard feelings that come with family gatherings, And then come January 6th to the 10th, we saw typically a big influx of clients. Um, You know, the the day after holidays is always kind of a a toss up of who, you know, what crisis happened and and who's going to reach out. Um, And I think for us, what we're trying to do with the families we're currently working with is slow them down and, and prepare them so they don't go into crisis mode of that, that regardless of what 2020 has brought, right, any holiday season is going to be fraught with challenges. And how do you just show up authentically and true to yourself and navigate this, this holiday season? I remember listening to the writer, Elizabeth
2: Gilbert, give a a talk, or maybe it was a podcast. I'm not really sure once where she said, um, it was something like, if you think you're spiritual and evolved and enlightened, go home for Christmas and, and see how it goes. <laughs> and I've, I've used that quote a lot with clients who are preparing for the holidays and feeling a lot of of sort of shame or guilt about feelings coming up regarding kind of their lack of um, like a, awareness of how to navigate their own needs and the needs of their family during that time. Um because I think, you know, it, it's a really natural experience to go home and sort of automatically feel like we're 16 again, and sort of lose our adultness, right, when we're in the presence of our, our parents, or we're back in our the home that we grew up in. And, um, and to, to hold space for ourselves, like in a compassionate, kind way around that it's okay for us to have needs that might be different From those of our family members or it's it's okay for us to to want things that that look different in terms of how we spend our time and this time is so precious for for many of us who are working or navigating you know our own chosen families or um navigating kind of extended families that also want our attention or navigating a, a pandemic where we're trying to figure out how to do this virtually and so um, I have just have spent a lot of time with clients lately, reminding them and encouraging what Anne Lamont says so well, that no is a complete sentence. Like in setting a boundary, you, you don't have to justify and you, you don't have to explain. It's, it's okay to hold space for yourself. And that can be a really beautiful gift in the holiday season. And you you don't have to be responsible for how someone receives that you know? Um, but I think that's really hard for a lot of people who didn't grow up in a space where, um, where not with any bad intention, but but possibly where needs weren't respected or, or, um,
1: even just acknowledged. Kind of coupled with that, I find myself, um, you know, talking with my clients a lot about like it, it's okay to re-examine your own expectations and to to in some sense kind of fail, right? To set a boundary and then realize that oh my gosh, like this didn't go right, right? Or this didn't go as the way I expected, and um, and what that what that means to them, and that you can always kind of reset and readjust and. And there is no absolutes, right? You can continue, this is an evolving process. And so, yeah, I think clients, and not just our clients, I think people in general, like this is just a challenging time and families are challenging. So being able to give yourself some some grace in that and know that I can show up and I can make mistakes and it is okay, you know, and I can always readjust and reset.
0: Yeah. All right, what? what advice could you give to anybody that might be listening, who is traveling home for the holidays advice to help them set boundaries and hold them, you know, when it's probably a new thing for them?
1: I think I, what I talk a lot with clients about is paying attention and and being present in their own body. And that is typically like the first indicator, right? Like not just, if you feel something's off, stopping and paying attention to that. And like, what is it telling you? And not just kind of muscling through the discomfort, but that discomfort is coming up for a reason. And you have an opportunity to stop and, and give that discomfort the attention or the time that it is, asking for.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think our body is like our greatest source of information around what's happening for us, both internally, and then also in our connection with other people. Um, And so to, to, but I also think like you were saying, Adam, to be mindful in that way, when we're in a really stressful situation, or when we're back with our family, it's a hard thing to do, because it requires a a great deal of compassion for ourselves, which is is often uh, lacking, I think I've noticed and for a lot of my clients. Um, So I think it can be as simple as just taking a deep breath and pausing for a moment to notice any sensations that come up And you, because I, one of my teachers, when I was first becoming a therapist, taught me, you know, sensations are kind of the precursors to feelings. We will sense something in our body before we're able to notice a feeling. So the tightness in your chest or the kind of rumbling of your stomach or, um, the heaviness in your legs, these may all be sensations that cue you into something where, where you might be able to then track that a boundary is being crossed or something doesn't feel right to you. Mm -hmm. And it can give you information to just pay attention to what's going on internally so that you can then begin to have a conversation with someone or journal about it or just notice what's happening for yourself uh and then maybe move into a space of uh resetting a boundary that's hard work it's it's scary work
0: yeah it is yeah it's this is very this is all very very difficult stuff do you guys have any grounding techniques or anything like that like any tricks that you um that you guys use or that you give to clients when you're working with them?
1: Yeah. I mean, I talk a lot about, you know, preparing yourself and being able to set yourself up for success when you're going home. And so if there's any sort of routine that you have in your, your personal space being that you can carry over, whether it be going for a run in the morning or going for a walk or, you know, if you have your dog and, um, you know taking the dog out you know whatever it is some some personal time and really being able to bring those rituals and those routines with you into your family gathering and and it doesn't have to be anything like major um, sometimes there's like if you have a special necklace or something you know whatever it is something that can remind you of, of where your feet are and that you're not 15 again and that you're not in the future, right? Like not pre- over predicting what's going to happen, but bringing you back into the, the space that's happening currently. I also think, I mean,
2: one of the odd, and I don't even know that gifts is the right word. Cause, but one of the sort of silver linings of COVID is like, it has created this forced distancing, right? You know, for, for many of us with our families. And so you know for for clients or for for many of the people that we've worked with where aspects of their family relationships feel stressful or or toxic, even in some way. and this season, there's an opportunity to uh, love on their families from a a, a safer distance or a uh, distance that's further away. You know, I've talked a lot with clients about, you know, just to notice what it might be like to celebrate your holiday um, f- from a, a safer distance, right? And what that might be like in your body, what you may notice about uh, what the stress feels like or doesn't feel like to not be in such close proximity and and how that feels to you um, internally, And is that something that you may want to carry on in the future uh, in terms of how much time you spend with your family uh, and how much time you may need for yourself in terms of self-care during the holiday season? Because I I think one of the expectations we sometimes set for ourselves is that we, we need to spend all of our time together. (laughs) And, And sometimes we need some time to ourselves to recharge and, that can be okay as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if the person goes to 12-step meetings, um, it's always, you know, good. It's the perfect time for them to just step out and say, oh, I have to go to a meeting. It's like what? when you're
2: hosting Thanksgiving and you go sit in the bathroom for 20 minutes because it's like the only place in your house where you can be by yourself. <laughs> And you realize like, oh, this is pure bliss to yes. <laughs> so just sit here in silence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Within your own families, do you guys have any um, like holiday traditions um, that are like cool or weird or anything that you're looking forward to?
1: I don't know that we have a ton of like outright traditions in our family. It is a, a lot of... I mean, in years past, we have gone like skating on Christmas Eve, but the rink is closed this year. So we um, put up a small rink in our backyard and we're going to skate on that. And, um, you know, I think it's about spending quality time with with our, our loved ones that are in our kind of little quarantine bubble, and being able to really take the time and and be very intentional with it, and make it um, make it something special in a year full of a lot of of challenges and a lot of challenges that my kids are are not old enough to be able to kind of fully grasp and verbalize, like, oh my gosh, this has been a really shit year. But they have <laughs> experienced. I mean, Gina might, but they have experienced you know, a lot of change and a lot of, um, you know, just abrupt endings. And whether that be with school or with friends or with teachers or these different things. So being able to to really take this time and show up for them and put work down and put, um, you know, other stressors to the side and, and have this, this time and, and make it something special.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, like, greatest joys of the holidays right now is having little children. I mean, they just make it so magical. Um, And, I mean, one of the, I think one of our biggest traditions is my dad, whether we'll be doing that virtually this year or in person, like, he reads the Polar Express to all of the grandchildren on Christmas Eve um every year and that's just like a big you know it's a big to do like all the graham kids get really excited about that that's kind of our biggest tradition but i think like what holly said you know my kids are too young to really understand the pandemic i mean they they know that things are different that we're not they're not seeing their friends they're um they know about germs and that they have to wear a mask um but they're they're also really excited about sprinkles and Christmas lights and cookie decorating. And so we will still get to do all of those things that, that bring them a lot of happiness and count the number of night nights there are until we get to open presents and good presents to each other. And um, so I just have a lot of gratitude for being able to be with my family and a lot of um, awareness of those who, who don't get to be with, you know, even the family in their kind of quarantine bubble right now, because they're, you know, they're, they're not able to, for so many reasons, or they're providing for those who are sick or, um, you know, all the different things they're doing. So it's a precious time of year.
1: Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of empty chairs around tables for various reasons, whether it be not being able to travel or the loss. And that is, it's a very kind of tangible representation of the pandemic, how it's affecting our lives. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for making the time to talk and uh, for everybody who's listened. Um, wish everybody a happy holidays Uh, I hope you guys have a great holiday thank you thank you everybody for listening to episode one of going through it with Holly and Casey from Bardo Consulting happy holidays